This recording is an offering of Networks for Training and Development's online university. Good afternoon, this is Jessica Stover from Networks for Training and Development and welcome to today's pop-up event organizing your home office. Uh, this session is currently being recorded and at a later date it'll be uploaded to our online university on our Networks website we are ready to go for today. But without further ado, I'd like to introduce you all to Shauna Roman. Great. Thanks, Jess. This is Shauna, Shauna Roman with Networks for Training and Development. And um, welcome to our third, fourth pop-up. I don't know. We lost count. And we're going to be talking specifically about organizing our home office. Um, many of us are finding ourselves working from home in many situations as is the case for networks folks, we've already been working from home now for quite some time. So uh, let's get rolling. We've got bunch, a bunch of networks folks joining us, uh, various team members from various parts of the country who are uh, chiming in and will share their tips as well. So you'll be hearing from many of us today. So I just want to start off with a few basic tips and sharing some real life tips and tricks and things that we figured out, advice, uh, things that we would try again and maybe not try again as it relates to setting up our home offices. So as it relates to some basic tips, one thing that I think was super important was finding the perfect chair. Sometimes they can be pricey, but sometimes you can luck up on a great deal and you'll see more about the kinds of chairs that might be helpful for you given your height, your you know body frame, the height of your desk, all that kind of ergonomic considerations, support for your back, etc. Second basic tip is to treat yourself to some new technology. You know, maybe it's new to you, right? So is it time to get that upgrade for your new phone or getting some AirPods? I use AirPods all the time for work and it's really been a life, a game changer for me. Getting a desk organizer can be really helpful. You can go the route of buying a desk organizer set that has you know, the matching cup that holds your pencils and the mouse pads and all that kind of stuff that's kind of more of a set. Or you can do your own thing and piece together your favorite mug, your favorite, you know, item that can kind of double as an organizer to hold your items. I feel it's really important to incorporate some playful or relaxing elements. My mantra for number five is to make it work. That has become almost my mantra for this pandemic that we find ourselves in. Um, a lot of times we're just having to, to make it work based on what we have and piece it together and do our best to stay positive. So enough that you've heard from me for now anyway. I'm gonna pass it to, let's see who's next, Michelle, who's gonna share some tips that she's offered that she can offer for setting up her home office. Sounds good, hey everybody. So for me, setting up a home office, it's Partially, it's about the look because you want things that, that feel good, that look good, that it's part of who you are. But for me, the biggest piece is probably body positioning and feeling comfortable all day and being able to sit at my desk and not have back pain or neck pain or any pain anywhere just from not sitting properly. So I found that, you know, over the years, I've tried a variety of different things, but never really put my whole heart into figuring out, okay, what's the best strategy? And when networks went fully working virtually, we all said, all right, let's really dive into what is it that we need? 
So I started to take a closer look at really what my, my body positioning issues were and how I could fix those. And the one big thing that I realized quickly after receiving it was my chair. So you will see there's a picture of my current setup on the screen right now. And I have a gaming chair. Gaming chairs are awesome if you're sitting for long periods of time. You don't have to buy a gaming chair, but you could look for office chairs that are ergonomically set up for back support or whatever type of support you need. But gaming chairs are awesome. And mine has, there's a, there's a headrest, which I'm not using. I don't have it on right now. I realized positioning wise, my head's being pushed outward a little bit was causing neck pain. So I immediately got rid of that boom, gone. But the game changer is the support for my lower back. There's a black cushion with a V type of a pink spot on it. And that cushion is fabulous. Now you don't have to go buy a brand new chair either if that's not in your budget. But if you think that some lower back support would help, try some pillows, try some towels that might help you to sit more comfortably in your chair. The other piece that's really pretty cool about this particular chair is that it's made for people that are 5'2 or under. So it literally, and I'm 5'2, <laughs> it literally is a, a slightly smaller chair to fit my stature. The other thing that helps me, because even with having a chair that's for my stature, um, my, de my desk is still a little bit too high. And when you adjust the chair to the desk, believe it or not, my feet still don't flatly touch the ground. I think, how is that possible? It's possible, it, it's me. So I have is this black sort of a square thing with dots on it. And so it's a footrest and it's adjustable. So I can swivel it to different positions as I want to move my feet and just build my feet move around a little bit. But it keeps my feet flat on a surface where I can adjust it so that I don't have to worry about my feet dangling and not touching something. So that, that's a couple of really important elements that are very, very important for me in the work that I do from home. Something that's fun that is definitely practical is the dual monitor. I decided that I would get one monitor to just get me started because that's another ergonomic issue that I had, that I was bending my head down like I am right now looking at the computer. But if you do it for too long at, at a laptop, you're angling your neck at the wrong position for your body if that's an issue for you. So by just like lifting my head up, which I'm lifting my head up more straight, and I'm looking at the monitor, there's no, I don't have a camera on my, my large monitor. I'm setting up my neck in the right position, my, my shoulders, my back, everything is set up properly for me to be able to work effectively. The dual monitor is just wonderful. And right now I don't have it. I let my husband use it because he's working from home and he needed a monitor. <laughs> so I love it when I have both of them at the same time and I can be very productive looking at multiple documents at the same time instead of closing one screen out and opening another or just having multiple screens open at the same time on my desktop. So that's a fun little tidbit that if you're looking to increase your productivity and you can make that happen, it's wonderful. Last couple things that's important to me is not having too much clutter around. I really love it. Of course, when you start pulling out files, then that's a little bit different. <laughs> you do have to have papers and things around. But just staying organized, you know, in my desk drawers, one side I have for training files, another side I have for other types of files, and I try to keep things super organized. So they're just a couple things that, that really do work for me. So who's next? Awesome. Thank you. Cool. All right. We'll keep going. But if others, please chime in if you have comments or things to add. Diane, 
Europe? For me, it's the freedom to change things up, location, position. As Sean has noted, you know, I have an office in my bedroom, but right now, I don't want to spend morning, noon, and night in my office. I want to be able to move around because we don't have that freedom to get out and about. So I may work on my porch if it's nice or work in the family room or work in the living room and I move around. One thing that's most important I found is the system for getting privacy, whether it's a sign, a note, an arrangement with your housemates that they're going to know I need privacy and quiet right now. It's important to have a method to alert you when a break is needed. I have a living method. I have a dog that will tell me, hey, I need to go out or I need some attention. So she kind of provides that. But even without her, setting a timer on your laptop or your watch or your phone to remind you to get up and stretch and move because we can get stuck here in front of our laptops right now. An important element for me has been storage for work-related items. I know Shauna was sharing about having that space to set apart, but for us, we put a utility cabinet in our utility room and everything to do with work gets stored in there so that when we're not working, work isn't encroaching on our living space. So for me, that's what works for me. Awesome. Thanks so much. All right, Tracy. Okay, my tips revolve around storage as well. I wear a lot of different hats in the work that I do. I do work for networks and I do some other work as a therapist. So I have a couple of different areas that I have set up for various tasks. So I have kind of my therapist area where I keep all my things that I need to do my teletherapy. And then I have another area that's on my networks things. I have an area for books. I have an area for all the materials that I might need to set up a sensory room or to do different wellness things. So I have specific little corners of my office space that have storage specific things. And I also try to set up different functional workspace areas. Like my desk is really primarily for doing virtual work, doing Zoom work. And I might you know, do some other reading at my desk. But when I do writing or project work, I like to spread out. So I have a table in my office where I can spread things out as well. And then I also have some of the things that I like to do as little break activities, have them you know, a little bit of coloring that maybe if I'm just like, ah, I need to like give my brain a break. So I might just turn my chair around and look at that at that workspace, which is kind of like a relaxation space. And then I'll just do that for set my timer for maybe 10 minutes and just kind of do that and get my brain cleared of what I was working on so that I can come back to it with a little bit clearer mind. And as Diane alluded to her, uh, her dog alerting her to uh, having breaks and mine does the same thing. You'll see my furry little friend there sitting on the chair and during this time when she doesn't get out and she doesn't get to see a lot of people, when she hears noises on the screen or people talking, she likes to come over and hop up and take a peek and see if anybody's here for her. But it does kind of keep my focus a little bit lighter sometimes. And, and then, you know, she may just come in and, you know, alert me to it's time to take a break now. And, and then we'll get up and go out for a walk or, or a letter outside. But for me, again, 
what's most important to me is storage spaces and spaces where I can spread out to do specific things and not have them mix all together in a big pile, which tends to happen when you have a lot of projects going. So I try to keep all those se projects separate in my space. Thanks so much. So Doris, let's just keep it going. I just want to say really quickly though, that this has been really interesting to, you know, explore this process of how we're all so unique and how we've all set up our home work environments to work best for us. So uh, Doris, let's hear uh, your take on setting up your home office. Okay, well, I had a choice whether I set my desk up by a window or not. And for me, a relaxing time is being able to take the time and look out a window. I do enjoy working where I can get an outside view once in a while. And of course you do have to have a clear workspace. If it's cluttered, you're not going to be able to accomplish anything. Not everyone has an option, but if you do have a door, it helps to close it because then people know, you let them know ahead of time if my door is closed, it means I'm doing something I can't be disturbed, et cetera, et cetera. So that avoids disruptions during your work day. Another thing setting it up is finding a quiet area, especially since we're in our homes now and there are other people around. Noises can be a problem. They can be a big hindrance and very disruptive if you're involved in webinars and meetings such as we are now. And there was one thing I didn't think of when I did this, an additional thing, when you're setting up your office, because we've just discovered this in our home, be sure you have a good internet connection. We have found out, you were talking about new technology, Shauna. We found out we had to get a router booster mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that we can be sure that we have a good internet connection where we are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Great points. And I just want to say something about needing that quiet area. I know I've spoken to other, other colleagues recently. This woman had a really important meeting and she had a house full of kids that are working or taking classes from home. So she literally sat in her car in her driveway for a really important call. She literally didn't have another environment in her home that she could carve out that quiet space and have that background she needed. She said, I, so I wouldn't advise that all the time. And I would agree with that. But in a pinch, to me, like part of working from home is having like, okay, this is my go-to workspace, plan A, but have a plan B if this space isn't going to work for me for this kind of meeting or if there are other things happening, it could be things inside your home, people you live with, it could be people outside, lawnmowers, weed whackers, you know, dogs barking. What's the plan B? What's the plan C? So thanks, Doris. Cool. All right, Nancy, you're up. Get a chair with good back support. Absolutely. A private space for your office is good. If you have neck problems, make sure you scream this at eye level. Absolutely, yeah. Nancy, I actually learned about that the hard way, you know, and not having my screen high enough and really having a difficult time and wondering why I was experiencing issues with my neck and my back, my lower, lower back. But I was able to adjust my screen, my monitor up, and that made a huge difference. Really, really great tips. Yeah. Thank you. All right, we'll keep it moving. Rosa? Okay, hi everybody. Where I am on the webcam right now is my usual office and I'm putting it in air quotes because 
I live um, far away and I live in a small space, only 888 square feet. I live in a condo. And so my office is part of my entrance area. Behind me to my right is my entrance door. And behind me to my left are my bedrooms and my bathroom. And in front of me is my living room and there's my kitchen. So it's all one big space, not big. So I have a little area kind of earmarked as my typical office, my typical chair, my, which is my yoga ball, my blue chair. Right now I'm bouncing on my yoga ball. That is my typical desk chair because I'm pretty active. And when I'm sitting and working for a long time, I'm a fidgeter. So yes, I have a, a foot thing too. That's a reflexology foot thing. I can move my feet. I have little fidget things on my desk. I have my important stuff. I always have my water, or if it's early in the morning like it is right now, I have my lemon water. But that's my typical space. But it's my alternative. I have two alternative workspaces. One is outside on my lanai or my patio. And because I live in a beautiful place with a lot of outdoor, year-round good weather, I use my lanai or my patio a lot. So I can, thank goodness for Wi-Fi, etc. I can take my laptop. I can take my, my files, I can take my phone, and I can work outside. I just have to be careful at the time of day because certain times of day are a little noisier with the weed whackers and the lawnmowers and the people bustling around. And I've also had to train my neighbors that while if they see me out of my lanai working, that just kind of like what Doris said, like if they see the door closed, that means that I'm probably busy. And I actually have a sign that I put out on my front door that says I'm recording live so people know not to come banging on my door or knocking on my door. I also had to train my neighbors that when they see me sitting out on my lanai working, that that probably means I'm working, that they certainly should come by and wave by, but that's it. And the second bullet here is keep your essentials by you, especially during long online meetings. Note that if you would zoom in on the picture of me working out on my lanai, I have a bowl of berries and nuts and I have my water. I always have my little foods, my nibbly foods near me because I know myself far too well that if I dive headlong into something, I'll forget to get up and get something to eat. And then all of a sudden I'm not, my stomach isn't just gnawing, but my attitude is getting kind of gnawing too. Vary your perspective and what others see if you're using your webcam. So I'm using my webcam a lot. I clocked, I think it was last week, I had 17 Zoom meetings or webinars that I recorded or participated in. Yeah, I don't know if anybody can top that and I'm hoping not to top that this week. So because of that, I'm trying to vary the clothing that I'm wearing. I'm trying to remember like what I'm wearing, at least from the waist up that people are seeing. And I'm also trying to vary the background that people are seeing. But it's also kind of fun for me. It's like, oh, what am I gonna wear to work today? Oh, what am I gonna do this when I'm doing that? So I'm not getting dressed up, but nonetheless, I'm varying things as I can. And you can see my dining room area, I guess you would call it, leading into my kitchen. I was recording one of the webinars that I was doing last week, actually, two in a row, had to do with yoga and positioning and things like that. And so I was showing variation of different ways to do yoga, chair yoga, relaxation, etc. And then I was doing a webinar for a women's group. So I had different chairs there, a stool, my yoga ball, which is my typical desk seat and a dining room chair there to show them. I also have a magic circle of the Pilates ring and a little exercise ball there. And on the table is a post-it, big post-it 
tabletop easel where I had my notes to myself because I didn't want to be carrying notes or handing notes or shuffling through. So I wrote them there so they would be a visual for me. But in order to do this, I had to rearrange my dining room. The night before I was looking around my place thinking if it's too windy or too rainy or too noisy, I can't do this from my lanai, which would have been my first choice, my patio. So instead I looked around and where could I do it? I realized if I move my dining room table, if I rearrange things, focus the camera on my laptop, I could use that area, it was just big enough. So the last bullet is kind of not just varying your perspective, but many of us are very afraid to show our homes and our personal space at this time. But in all honesty at this time, especially, I think it adds a nice touch to really let people know who you are and kind of break out of our so-called professional mode. Right now we're seeing newscasters and late night TV stars and all kinds of performers coming right from their home and showing us little bits of what their home is. So you don't wanna give away too much, but at the same time, I think it's a really nice thing that's happening right now that we're all getting to see a little bit more of a personal side of each other. And sometimes it's a little messy with the dog or the kid or the lawnmower or something in the background, but I still think it's working pretty well. So thanks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Really cool. I, I just can't say enough how varied our ideas are and how I think it really keeps it, you know, this sort of ripe opportunity for all of us to learn from one another. So I'll share a little bit about my space. I'll start with sort of looking at my desk area that's, I claimed a corner. Um, I've got a wall of photos, family photos. I've got a uh, a little inspirational saying called living the dream. It's aspirational more than inspirational. And just various things that, you know, kind of I'm claiming that as mine, right? That little area is sort of my, my little area, my little corner for work. That's my home office. I don't have like a physical door separating my office space from the rest of the living room. A comfortable mouse. So a comfortable mouse pad and wrist rest are, go a long way. I've, I've gone through many of them. I don't spend a lot of money on them either. I think this set was $13 on Amazon for both pieces. I always keep water. There's a bottle of water, a glass of water there on the table, on my desk. I try to keep it pretty minimal. I don't have a lot of, I don't have a large area of space to work, you know, in terms of the actual desk space but I try to keep everything organized. I have a fidget spinner and a slinky that stays in that spot because I am a little bit of a fidgeter too. If I'm not moving my hands as I am now, I'm fidgeting with the fidget spinner or I'm playing with the slinky and just you know some inspirational quotes that are really helpful for me because I think having some elements of whimsy and that relaxing sort of element to keep you sane <laughs> is really helpful during this time especially so i know that we're kind of wrapping up and i don't want to belabor this but if there aren't any other ideas or questions or tips from anyone that would like to share or questions anyone no okay so i see a hand is raised i believe hi this is suzanne herb also from networks and I'm going to give a completely different perspective on this from the perspective of somebody who can basically work anywhere, anytime, because my office basically can be 
put inside of an iPhone or a computer, depending on where I happen to be. And I have all of my documents on my iPhone or a computer because I use the Apple ecosystem. So all of my documents are on iCloud. And I also use a Braille display, which I can take everywhere with me. So I don't need to worry about a monitor. I don't need to worry about a mouse. My main concern is that my keyboards are comfy and that I can find a place that's quiet no matter where I am. Oh, and the other thing I forgot to mention is my handy-dandy AirPods. I like my AirPods too, just like Shauna. And I like my Apple Watch. And I use my Apple Watch, in addition to some other things, to make sure that I get up and stretch every hour so that it helps me to do that. And I also like the fact that I can use the vibrate feature on my watch to give me input so that I don't have to have a loud timer telling me what to do. So those are just a few of the things that I use. And so so what that means is that I really can work from anywhere. And I have been known to take my office with me to lots of different places. Having all of this technology has really been a game changer for me and makes it possible to work anywhere and everywhere. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing, Suzanne. Joe, I see your hand is raised. Yeah, thanks. And I'll, I'll, I'll be brief here. It's interesting listening to all you ladies speak. And I think I've taken a little from each of you. And the one thing you kept coming across is be a little bit flexible, I think, from, from different people. I mean, my work situation is a little different than most of you guys that, that have talked, maybe except for maybe Michelle. I'm, I'm living at home with my wife, who is now working from home, my 20-year-old daughter who is now doing college from home and a 16-year-old son who wants to get up and play PlayStation and my mom, all in a great row home in Northeast Philly. So it's a little tight. We had to adapt. We do a lot of these recordings and webinars. So I've been doing a lot more podcasts lately. And I realized I'm usually the first person up in my typical office is in my room. It's usually the quiet place, but they all go to work in school and that's where I can work from. But that's not the case anymore. That 15-year-old son is now getting up at, well, usually probably about the noon, but screaming on his PlayStation and recording a podcast when a 15-year-old screaming on his PlayStation about Madden in 2020 or whatever, whatever Madden version's out now, isn't the best thing. So I'm right now working from my dining room table because it's the quietest place in my house. However, with that, I go back to Tracy. She had all her post-it notes in, in the background. Um, to, to keep track. And Michelle and I were talking about this earlier and keeping track of certain things. I realized I don't utilize that system that I typically use at my desk on my dining room table because I don't want it to get cluttered and we eat dinner here. So it's easy to pull this down and, and, and move around. And so I actually missed two appointments. That's why I don't, I didn't have a, a PowerPoint slide because I missed the time to get this to Sean. It. I got my actual things mixed up and I thought technology was this week and Sean was the week after. So I thought I had another week to get, get all these things. And I missed something else that wasn't major, but I, I realized it didn't get in my calendar and I caught it last second because I'm not utilizing some of those same strategies. And so I think we got to be flexible and we got to think about some of the little things that we may be missing or have to change 
where we're at going forward and working from home. You said about the kids and everything. Who cares if halfway through this, my daughter ran through here to get rabbit soda and you may, I got my video cameras on and I, I lip something to her. So you may saw my mouth move, but no big deal. Just meet yourself and move on. Thank you for letting me share. Thanks, Joe. Really appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, we all have such varied lifestyles, life experiences, home setups, you know, all the new coworkers that we have in our lives now, family and friends and all of that. So it definitely makes for some interesting stories that we're still gathering. <laughs> Thank you all so much for your time. Thank you to, to those of you that are listening to us now and in the future. Any other comments? I don't want to miss anyone. I know that we're trying to keep these to about 30 minutes. I think we're good. And just stay tuned. We have one more coming up next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on technology to stay connected with Diane Kehoe. That promises to be a great session as well. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for listening. We hope the information provided was helpful. Don't forget to stop by our website and take advantage of all we have to offer. If you want to be kept informed of upcoming events, subscribe to our channel to be kept up to date on our future programs. Click on the link provided in the description if you wish to receive emails about our upcoming events and offerings.